Hello there, and welcome to Fixing the Sequel Trilogy, the writer's room podcast dedicated to fixing the Star Wars sequels. I'm Bryce Quinn, and I'm joined by one of our guest hosts and lead John Williams impersonator, Cole Porfang Fan. Thanks for joining us, Cole. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> I call you that only because you're, uh, you know, you did our intro thing for us, and it was it's fantastic. True, true, and I look in the style of John Williams, exactly like him. And you do look exactly yeah, like no, him. No, it's uncanny. The, yeah. yeah, the resemblance. <laughs> the resemblance. I'm also joined by our lead writer, Camilo Keating. Melo, hit us with the countdown to the writers' room. Okay, so we have treatments that we have due this Saturday. So in five days' for time, for Sandro in particular, yeah, for Sandro he's got to, a crazy work to read, and then next week, bunch of us, all of us, Emily and Cole, and you and me and Sandro, uh, we're all gonna be doing a writers' room. And then beyond that, you might actually finally get to read slash listen to some treatments. Yeah, that for we all just five keep, of you who care. That we've just been talking about in a vacuum. Yeah, yeah. So. We're yeah, just under two weeks away from our writer's room. And so next week's episode will be a week out and you and I will have probably finished or some, very close to finishing our treatments ready for that writer's room. And yeah. those will be about 20 pages long each, roughly. Yeah, where are <laughs> you at at the moment? I'm at uh, about seven, eight pages. Oh, yeah. I've got a ways yeah. to go. Currently at nine and I haven't added pictures yet. You haven't had pictures. I'm adding pictures. I'm not adding pictures. I'm a boring guy. It's just going to be text. But that is uh, what we're doing because we are rewriting the sequel trilogy. And with every episode, we get one step closer to repairing the hole left in our fanboy hearts by the sequels. That's so deep. (laughs) Today is our episode entirely dedicated to which characters we want to cut from the sequels. We each have a list and we don't know what each other's lists are. And for the next hour, we're going to justify to each other which characters deserve the axe from our rewrite. Mm. Let's begin. It's a very different show, very different uh, structure to what we usually do. Yeah, so how are we going to do this? I was going to just like uh, go around, around the circle, like yeah. everyone just one each. Awesome. Who who wants one, to one start? each. Yeah. Oh, like one each, but like we'll just like rotate. Oh, okay, cool. Can like I start, please? Graphics. Mello, you would like to start. Snoke. Fuck you, Snoke. Fuck that off. is my second one. your second one. <laughs> yeah. Number one. Well. Number everyone one. would have Snoke yeah. for yep. sure. So yeah, why Snoke? Just doesn't make sense, does he? You know, we've spoken about this before in our Palpatine episode. It's just like, there was just not a clear direction in, in terms of what he was going to be, you know, because it was obviously very shoehorned in at the end that he was just some, like, weird Palpatine clone. But then even that, they didn't explain. He was just some seven-foot-tall guy. And then just right from the get-go of Force Awakens, the idea to have, like, some old, powerful guy, again, be, like, the leader of this mm. new empire. It's just like, oh. That's my note. Yeah. How many other yeah. ways in which are you going to repeat the He fills the, the exact same narrative space as Emperor Palpatine. But, yeah, but yeah. worse. But worse. Somehow. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. just Palpatine, yeah. but worse. He just well, it's a lot shows of... up and yeah. dies. It yeah. doesn't make sense where the fuck he's come from. Yeah. Did you have anything specific old. for why you didn't want Snoke? Or? No, not really. It's just the fact that, you know, in episode seven, he's there and you... Like, he's set up to be a mystery. Cool. You don't learn anything about they don't him, really. Pay mystery, yeah. And then they just kill him in episode eight. So that's a big part of, you know, what Ryan Johnson was trying to do with yeah, it's like Last a, Jedi. is like, oh, like, subvert expectations. Don't give people what they want. That's not how real life works. Yeah. And I think that's, like, a lot of what he wanted to talk about. Like, Ray doesn't have an interesting backstory. Neither does Snoke. There's no bigger mystery. There is only just your family and who you are and who you decide to yeah, be. It's, like, yeah. self-actualizing. And that's what he was trying to say, and I really just don't think it quite landed, especially in those elements. Yeah. It's just the problem, like, each film, you know, the, the theme. They change uh, the theme. Yeah, yeah they the, change the overall Yeah, theme. the themes and messages are conflicting between yeah. each one, and it's incoherent. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much where we're on Snoke. And we're all, so yeah, in our rewrites, we're axing Snoke. He's not a part of the story. In most places when we've done our rewrites, uh, at least in this podcast, we've talked a lot about replacing him with Palpatine clones left over from Operation Cinder and the end of the Empire. But we'll get more into that later when we actually have some clearer directions on that. But now we're only criticizing. That's the whole episode. Yeah. Okay. Who's next? Shall it be me? Cole? Sorry. Well, uh, the first one I wrote, which... Because when I was asked this question, I was thinking, and I'm like, oh, you know, these are more so characters who I wish we could fix, but if I had to cut them, I would cut them. But the first one who I knew I think needs to be cut is probably DJ from The Last Jedi. Yo! (laughs) Yep. I've got DJ on there. Yeah, Benicio Del Toro. And I mean... It's sad because Benicio is so awesome. so good, yeah. But even in this role, I'm like, you're wasted here. I know. I um, I remember when he was announced, I thought he was going to play Thrawn, which was fanboy monkey brain, but... (laughs) yeah. But I thought he would be good casting. Anytime yeah. an actor within that certain like, age bracket yeah, gets announced, exactly. everyone's like, Thrawn? Thrawn? Yeah. Thrawn? Actors, Richard E. Grant? Thrawn? Thrawn? <laughs> actors with cheekbones. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I said DJ. And I get that he works for the themes in The Last Jedi, and it's just I don't like his characterization. He seems very... It's a weird characterization. It's a weird direction. You know, he's a part of that whole, like, the Red Palm Bloom guy. Like, yeah. that whole twist sucks and everyone hates it. And I can't yeah. really see it being redeemable at all. Yeah, no. and it's like, even though I've mellowed out on The Last Jedi over the last few years, I just cannot bring myself to, like, anything to do with Canto Bite. No, yeah, no, it's it's rough. I like the action scene. I like when they're running through and the yeah. whole, you get the T-Rex water shake. 
yeah. as they're coming towards the canteen. Like, some of the action stuff is fun. Mm. And, yeah, like, and I like a... the idea of a casino planet. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's like a fun, like, roller coaster ride. Mm. But any story stuff, all the dialogue sucks. Like, there's, yeah. and there's like, a lot of moments that are just like, this is very prequels comedy for me. Very, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, pratfall. Like, oh, like, wacky comedy. Yeah, and it's like this side tangent subplot as well. Yeah. So, yeah. And it doesn't have anything to, do, anything to do with the main story. Nothing really drives it. And I've heard no. a lot of complaints about the whole, like, oh, yes, people profit from, from both sides of war. Yeah. yeah, war bad. And, and Star DJ's Wars is like that neutral person who's like, oh, yeah. you know, who's who's really the evil guy? Yeah, yeah. the Nazis are anyway. Yeah. But Star Wars has done the war bad. Both sides have bad things to them before. Mm. In Clone a Wars, more subtle way. Yeah, Clone Wars. Yeah, in, in, in just in better ways. I'm not yeah. the best biggest fan of Clone Wars, but I will say that they do a pretty good job of like, yeah. uh, oh, maybe you know, both sides have some pretty big fucking mm. problems. You yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I like the whole like um, exploring the idea of like weapons and arms dealers and all that. But I feel like if you take some of those things that are interesting to explore and just put them in a different subplot i think the film would be a lot better overall yeah i agree dj can get the axe yes but one thing i don't want to get the axe is benicio del toro oh yeah no we need to cast him yeah we i you know we've got our people we've got our casting people and they've been trying to reach out to benicio for the last six months uh we're gonna get him yeah we're gonna locked in for ray um i think i Yeah, we cast Benicio del Toro as Ray. Love it. Yeah, uh, yeah Ray Liotta. We're gonna cast Benicio del Toro as Ray Liotta. Fuck, that's good. Playing himself. Who's Ray Liotta again? He's, he's an actor. Um, okay, an actual actor. I pitched a little while ago the idea to you of having Benicio be like the leader of like a crime syndicate. Oh yeah, mm, yeah. that could be cool. Yeah, yeah. In the same role as DJ or as a different guy? No, a different guy entirely. Yeah. yeah, I think he'd be good in that capacity. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. My turn, Bryce. Uh, the top of my list is Maz Kanata. I knew it, yeah, yeah. number yes, two for me. I, I really yeah. don't yeah, like Maz, Maz well. uh, She is pretty much pointless, and I see no space for her in the story. She's pretty cool in that one scene in The Force Awakens, but other than that, I don't see how she adds any value to the but, story. But Bryce, how are you meant to get, how are you meant to get bland exposition that doesn't have any real answers <laughs> so, to it? So that's the thing, bland exposition. And her character kind of exists in this strange void of, like, where does she come from, who does she represent? All, not all, but, like, I guess Lando doesn't really fit into this character category either, but mm. I like characters who are interesting characters that represent a faction or a belief of some kind. Yeah. She just exists in this shapeless void. At least Lando exists to represent the mining colonies and the everyman exactly, who, yeah. who lives in, and the, in the world. the impact that the Empire has on them. And the impact that the Empire has. He's like, I just want to leave my mining colony, and the yeah. Empire made me this deal, I'm going to take the deal. Yeah. You know, he's an everyman. Um, she falls into a similar category as Snoke, as being this other ancient being. Uh, Masconata yeah. is a thousand years old. Good God. Yeah. Uh, I knew she was old. I didn't know she was that yeah, old. Yeah, it's like, okay, why? Why? Why yeah. are you a thousand years and old? And then you get Yoda, and you could do the comparison there is like, oh, some wise ancient being yeah. just exists. Yoda is a thousand years old, and it you feel it. Yeah. You really yeah. feel that he has a thousand years of knowledge. And know? he moves slowly. And yeah. you know, he's better in Empire than yeah. he's in the prequels. But yeah, it just they're just trying to do Yoda, wise old figure. Again. Yeah. Yes. And I'm curious about her relationship with. <laughs> With Chewbacca. I mean, that's just they, a funny uh, bit. I thought that was funny. funny. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I need someone to answer this for me because I can't remember if I dreamt it or if this was something I found out. But I think she has a past relationship with Dexter Jex, the um, oh my God, diner guy. Really? From, I think so. I may literally be psychotic, but I remember hearing that. Dexter Jex. Someone Jessica. confirm that, please. That's really, really yeah. funny. She likes tall guys. Yeah, another scenario where I'd love to get the actress back, Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah. She's great. It blew my um, mind funny. Again, we'll so. get the studios to talk. But Yeah, no, yeah. again, we've been reaching out to Lupita. Um, she's been very nice in her responses. They've all been no, but it's very polite no. Mm. Yeah, yeah. She, she will also, also play Ray. And she will also play Ray. We're yeah. just going to have a movie like, of uh, just Ray. Yep. Yeah, there's like two of them. And they're all, they all have like the same line and we overlap and it's like, the Ray I'm with- Ray. Ray who? Ray Skywalker. And it's like nine <laughs> people saying it. Yep. Yeah. The Rays were the friends that we made along the way also True. called Ray. That's the theme. <laughs> yeah. Stupid bit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Maz Kanata, not a, not a fan of her. Yeah. Um, and what she adds to the story, she can be cut, axed. Yep. Next. Okay. Cool. My turn again? Yeah. Okay. Ochi of Bastoon. You know what? I was thinking about mentioning o- Ochi of Bastoon. Uh, this is an episode nine. This is yeah, an episode nine. Yeah, the fun ones. Once again, yep. we return to the recurring theme of Cole not having seen Rise I know. I'm the everyman. Every... <laughs> no, you're right, though, because you are. Uh, it's it's you're the everyman because you haven't seen it, but most people have forgotten it. You know, most yeah. people have seen it, but they don't recall the information because it's such a fucking yeah. mess. Yeah. And number one most forgettable character from that, Ochi of Bestoon. Ochi of Bestoon. So he's the assassin who is sent to kill Ray's parents. Yeah, he's a Jedi hunter. He's uh, a Jedi hunter. Who's a, he's also a Sith assassin. Yeah, that's Is cool. what his Wik- Wikipedia page says. Uh, that's about as, as far as my knowledge goes. Yeah. 
Um, well, I'm sold. He's, yeah. a, he's a plot device character who's mm. shown in flashbacks and whose who's ship is in places, and I think maybe his corpse exists. He exists entirely as a plot device character. It's it's pretty profound, actually, okay. how little of existence has meaning, mm. if you think about it that yeah, way. really? Um, and yeah, so he you see a skeleton in the underground bit with the snake, I yep. think, for a little bit, and they grab the knife off him, maybe. Something like mm. that. I can't even fucking remember. I've seen so, that movie like three times. I can't remember. So stupid. So yeah, Ochi could be fucking Ochi cut. Ochi of best yeah. tune. Sounds yeah. good. Favorite Doctor Who character. <laughs> Over to you, Cole. Okay. Um. Ooh, who will I choose next? I mean, this is an obvious one. I think Rose Tika. Yeah, Maybe Rose is down there agree. on my list. Yeah. I um. Listen, I I just don't like the character. Nothing else. The actress, I think she's a great actress, but and she got a lot of hate for the film. A ridiculously unnecessary yeah. amount of Undeserved. hate. Uh, no one deserves death threats over any piece of art. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, actually, no. I, t- um, I take that back. Uh, <laughs> who you got a name drop now? <laughs> I mean, Adolf Hitler made art. You know, like. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> yeah, that's, but we don't hate him yeah. because of his art. No, that's yeah, true. That's yeah, true. Yeah. You know what? That's a good point. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. Any actress or any role or anything like that, you don't need to deserve death. Threats. Exactly. No one should be yeah. throwing death threats out on the internet. It's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I did not like her character. That last scene uh, in Last the Last Jedi where she like saves um, Finn. Yeah. I was actually just talking about this last night with a friend of ours. He's like, if he if she just died there, it would have meant something. It would have done something yeah. for the story, but she didn't die. We don't win war hating our enemies. We we do it by loving. <laughs> What we save. You nailed that Me- quote. Yeah. I should know that. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> in the background, boom, the rebel base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a it's like, what is this about? What yeah. is the point? You know? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. weird. So I, I actually would... have rose in a different category. You made different categories. I have a different, I I've got different categories. Category. No, I've got, I've got, I've got characters we're removing. Minor characters we're keeping mostly the same. Okay. And then in drastically changing. Mm. I have Rose. Ah, okay. I've completely cut Rose right. from my mind. Yeah. I still want to introduce uh, Rose in episode eight. Okay. But as, depending on the time jump between seven and eight, as one of Luke's other older but still young Jedi. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That could be cool. Because you know, I, yeah, I like Kelly Retran, and despite the fact that, yeah, Rose is pretty crap, I kind of like her chemistry on screen, though. Yeah. I, I just in and of herself, so... Yeah, I be. love the idea yeah. that you just you have to vividly imagine these actors when you're writing. It's so yeah, funny. No, it's, it's fun. It's it, yeah. I don't. Yeah, it does feel like I'm writing for the actor at yeah. times. You're yeah. very much like a film writer. Like yeah. and I, you know, mm. compare that to myself. I love fantasy, right. and every time I write a character, it's like just a blob of yeah, uh, like a yeah. person's vague face yeah, in I write my to head. Like archetypes. Yeah, I write to archetype more than I write to actor. So that's really yeah. interesting. It's, anyway. it's it's fun for dialogue because it's just like it does. Adam Hugh Driver Grant would never say this. Adam Driver. Yeah, yeah you know, it does. It does help you like really build the character and that's cool. Anyway, who were we? Where were we up to? I forget. Oh, back to you. Yeah, back to me. Yeah, Dio the droid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. Number seven. Said <laughs> no. We do not need another droid. For fuck's sake, we already have BB-8, a rolling droid. Yeah, he's like anxiety bot. I don't need who, that. Who's this character? Is he episode nine? Oh he's yeah, episode yeah, nine. Yeah. So he's voiced by JJ <laughs> Abrams. Oh wow! Well, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, we must keep him then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he um, is the main mystery box droid. Yeah, so Ray goes to pick him up at some point. His little droid. He's like, so he's a cone ah. on top of a wheel. <laughs> He's a cone on I'm surprised you haven't seen the little figure. He was like on the promotional material and stuff. No. No. I don't like Dio. I thought he was annoying mm. and served no point in the plot. Droids aren't really the most necessarily plot intensive thing, but he didn't yeah. serve any comedic value. He didn't serve any writing value. I don't see why he was there. He was a plot device character. He existed so that they could tell them something. Okay. Well, <laughs> if you they could have figured yeah, out a different way to tell them. <laughs> there were so many, remember, just plot device things and MacGuffins and. He was one of them. One of so, many. Yeah, and this is this is bit where like Ray goes to pick him up, and he's just like, "No, thank you. No, no, yeah. no, no, thank you." He's like, "No oh, touch yeah. bot." Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's a weird little thing. <laughs> okay, he's like a a cat who's been left alone for too long. Yeah. Anyway, so that's mine. I don't like Dio. Yeah, yeah. Dio. Okay. Oh, your turn. Oh, it's for some different character. Ah, uh, Zori Bliss. Yeah. Don't really need. Zori Bliss. Funnily enough, you know? that is exactly the next one down. Yeah. Mm. Pitch them to me. Look, I get Zori Bliss. Also is, episode uh, nine character. So, so many of these episodes. Noticing so, a pattern. Dude, episode yeah. nine was just like, let's introduce five mm. new characters that are going to have a pretty decent amount of screen time yeah. for no fucking reason. Yeah, yeah. it's wild, dude. Isn't yeah, that, uh, that worm guy as well. Worm guy? Yeah, oh, like Claude. The, yeah, the homophobic No, Claude's worm. the best. Claude, yeah, Claude's fantastic. Ah. You talking shit about Claude? No, I just know he's like the homophobic worm. He's homophobic? homophobic? Yeah, there's like a scene where like, I think it's like the first like gay kiss in Star Wars and he like side-eyes them. <laughs> I've seen that clip. I've never seen that, seen that yeah. before. Look it up, it's great. Uh, I'm going to just choose to believe that's not canon, but he's on our board. <laughs> we love Claude and I really Claude. hope he's not a homophobic. Yeah, yeah. That thing. Yeah, that's exactly the reaction he gives. <laughs> oh, God. That just must be unfortunate. Yeah. 
Zori Bliss was this person who had a history with Poe Dameron back when he was a spice runner because they made it canon that he was a spice runner. She was also a spice runner. And they go to her for plot reasons. I've got my thing about Zori Bliss. Cool Daft Punk helmet. Bland character with vague reason of disliking Poe who leaves without really helping in any way. My biggest issue is their relationship happens entirely off screen. Compare this to Lando and Han in Empire. They start as friends, but Lando later betrays them before returning to help them later. All their character interactions and progression happen on screen. All the important ones. There's nothing on screen that happens between Zori and Poe that matters or changes in any dynamic or interesting way. So depending on how much we go to explore, like the underworld and stuff like that, and we want to give Poe more backstory and give him more of a character arc in 8, because in 7 he'll be the same as he was, I think, maybe. Maybe We'll see how it goes. I'm planning on kind of sidelining him again because I don't have room for him. Give him more screen time in 8. And then we could introduce her. Maybe in some capacity, you know, just throw for now, pretty much. I, I reckon throw for now. I can't really see it being important, but maybe we'll come back to it later. Yeah. It's just a cool design more than anything. It's it's one of these things just like, cool design, zero character. We can repurpose the design, I guess, and put yep. it somewhere else. And she flies a Y-Wing, because every era needs a Y-Wing. Oh, does she? She flies yeah. now. Huh. Yeah. She, she flies, flies now. now. She flies yeah. now. I feel like this might be a more of a controversial one, but General Hux. I think. Ah. Yeah. Now, I know he plays a bit more of a role in Episode Nine, but Andy is... A decent foil in The Last Jedi, but I do feel like he's not, he never seemed to me like a super strong character from mm-hmm. recollection. And he doesn't, I don't think he represents much in the story. That's fair. I could yeah. definitely see a pretty strong argument for a, a version of the story where we cut Hux. Yeah, yeah. Like he's a character, obviously, who I prefer to rework, but yeah. if I just had to cut characters out and just improve what is there, I'd probably cut him out. I mean, he's, yeah, he's like number one in my drastically changing. Yeah. yeah. I, I do want General Hux who existed in the sequels. Yeah, like gone. Yeah, because I think it, obviously it would be good to have and more of like an officer military character for the First Order, but at least in The Last Jedi, like the ideology is pretty well re- represented by Kylo Ren. And like, it's just a lot of him being a whiny little baby. Yeah, and getting, exactly. getting like slammed around by Snoke and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And like He exists pretty much entirely for comic relief. Yeah, in, and I remember the, now that you point that out, I remember like the opening of The Last Jedi as And well. there's the, the fucking phone call joke, the, the prank that Poe like plays on him. And exactly, stuff. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, he's a very much an undermined character. Which I, I when I watched it for the first time, I was a fits i thought it was it, hilarious it was yeah. funny initially yeah um yeah besides so i think we got like you know phasma based on the yeah the phasma right. episode taking on more of that military leader role you don't need two people in that space we yeah, do exactly. love the idea yeah. of phasma being like one of our if not our big yeah. villain so yeah, yeah and i think there needs to be a foil to kylo yeah especially because he needs to have a great arc and someone needs to stand there to compare him to but at least in the sequels as is it's he, I don't think we very easily could axe him as he yeah. exists. Yeah. yeah, and then you get in um, Rise of Skywalker. I'm sure you've heard that. he's, yeah. he's the spy. Exactly. And then he yeah. dies, and that's like very like, early um, into the, yeah, okay. in the first act. I think my turn. Rest. Uh All of J.J. Abrams' friends. <laughs> I'm talking Snap Wexley, played by Greg Grunberg, uh, and the other people he's friends with. I can't. I couldn't find the names uh, or the actors or anything. I thought you were but... just making a death. Reference. No, no, no. So J.J. <laughs> Abrams is like known for bringing the same actors into all his yeah, movies and yeah, stuff. So Greg Grunberg plays Snap Wexley. Who's that guy who stands around? He's got the he's really nice facial hair. I love yeah. his facial hair. Pilot, one of the one of the pilot yeah, guys. In, in he's standing around. Yeah. He dies in nine too. Does he? he? Yeah. Oh, he I, I saw it in the cinema. I was like, oh, I know who this character is. I've read him in the comics and the books. Is oh, sad. <laughs> so while I was doing my tiny bit of research for this episode, I was like looking for more of the actors and I was reading up on Greg Grunberg and he was very publicly came out in defense of JJ after episode nine because of course they've been friends since kindergarten. Yeah, yep. wild stuff. I did not know that. And he's like, you know, JJ, like, there's no JJ cut, like, yada, 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 there's nothing, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Movies go through heaps of cuts. This is exactly the movie you wanted to make. And the themes match up perfectly. Oh. <laughs> if you've watched Last Jedi and Going to Rise of Skywalker, it matches up perfectly. Oh, and I would just like to say politely, Greg, I disagree with you, but I respect your opinion as someone who is friends with JJ, and I'm not. I love Snap and Jessica Parva and all these characters from this comic. They're like, there's, mm. I can't remember what the squadron's name is, but that's like Pose. Phoenix Squadron? No, nah, it's Phoenix from Rebels. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But he's got a squadron of pilots within the, you know, the bloody resistance. And depending on where Inferno war... Squadron, I think, maybe. No, also not Inferno. Fuck. Inferno's no, from Battlefront uh, yeah, 2. Yeah, Battlefront Fuck! Two. Yeah. Are you sure? Yes. Yeah. Fuck. Okay, yeah. continue. Um, I just, no, I like Poe having a squadron of people around him. But again, it's something yeah. for later, perhaps. And he can have that character, but he doesn't need to be anyone. He's just a pilot, you know. I just took a personal vendetta against JJ because bringing of, all his right. friends in. It just seemed distracting. It was like, you know, Josh Peck and uh, Oppenheimer. Right. <laughs> oh, no. I loved him. And, like, Roderick from uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. I forgot it was... I, I, so I saw Roderick. I was, and I was like, that's Roderick. It was, yeah, yeah. You know, the, 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 he wasn't on thing. the drums. I just this one, this one might actually get controversial. If we can't find a use for them and a reason for them to exist, then we're cutting the Knights of Ren. Uh, I agree. Ah, that's I was, a good I was call. Going yeah. to write them. They yeah. can't just be there. 
because it's stupid. My one holdback is that I love the way they look, and I think the idea of having an Order of Knights dedicated to one Sith yeah. kind of character mm-hmm. is just very cool. Mm-hmm. I think that's a cool yeah. concept. Yeah. But if it doesn't work narratively, if it yeah. doesn't work for the yeah. story, then I totally agree yeah. with you. Because you're talking yeah. about an actual purpose there. I think the problem yeah. was having them appear in a flashback in oh seven in the first place, not including them in eight, and then trying to make them exist in I think nine. Ryan's decision to not include them in eight was really upsetting. I understand the direction he went with, and we always talk about how much we love that, that, that sequence where it's you know Luke telling his version, Ben telling his version, and then Ray trying to figure out the truth yeah. of what happened. Yeah. Very cool, and that came at the sacrifice of having the Knights of Ren be involved in the plot, I think. Yeah. I, that, that would be my yeah. guess as to why they weren't in the story. What if the Knights had Ren been the Praetorian Guards, though, even? Just for a bit of involvement. Oh, yeah, you no, know? Yeah, and yeah, him right. having That's to turn against all of his... His knights, yeah. but then you'd have to set that up earlier for it to yeah, be exactly. Impactful. Yeah, it's just like the question you ask. Like at least having been someone who's watched only seven and eight, it's like where are they? Where were they what in seven? To them? Why yeah. are they? If they're if they're you know like all of the cronies to go with Kylo Ren. Well, here's Kylo Ren. Yeah, go on a Jakku and killing people in in at the start of seven. He's not there. Yeah. Or they're not there. He's going to Starkiller base. They're not there. They're on They're talking about yeah. Snoke. They're not there. What is? Yeah. What? Where are they? What are they doing? Yeah. In and, all of Force Awakens. And if he's still training as well, how did he cultivate this like? Group yeah. of skilled master warriors subservient yeah. to him. And there's no way that six people, all of the basically same rank in this military, managed to get their annual leave approved at the same time. Which is <laughs> <laughs> bullshit. We know workers' rights, and that's not how it goes. They're just on strike. Yeah, yeah well. they, they are on strike. Yeah. Oh, well. So, yeah, they're all talented writers. <laughs> they're all, they all work in the film industry. They're, they're like, sorry, lines, Kylo, yeah. I've got to, I've got to cross the strike. Friend. I cannot cross this picket line. Yeah. All okay, right. Cole? Uh, all right, this is a controversial one. Um, it's a main trio character, Poe Dameron. Oh. Yeah. I think... Now, obviously, I think in episode seven, he serves a great role being the person who obviously brings Finn into the resistance. Yeah. Then what does he do after that? Very kinda, good point. Yeah, and see, the thing is, like... He, he always a cool X-Wing real well. True, true, true. He um, comes in and saves the day. Yeah. But besides the fact I love Oscar Isaac, I feel like Poe just kind of, after his service as a plot device in episode seven, he kind of just is there. Yeah. And I never buy that he fits in the main trio. He always seems like, like, and not just for lack of a better term, it always feels like he's third wheeling. Ah. Not that they're romantic, but he just feels there. With like Ray the f- and Finn, they have such of this like instant, really believable connection, yeah. even as friends or as something else. And it's fun to watch. They have such yeah, a yeah. really great chemistry with Poe. I can see what you mean. That it's I know. kind of a little bit of a third yeah, wheel. Cause I wish we did see more of Poe being friends with Finn and all that, but yeah. I really don't buy how he gets along with Ray. Well, they don't. That's yeah, the thing. Exactly. Though, yeah. you know, like yeah. they're constantly in conflict. In I nine. know. Yeah. In, oh, actually, in nine, they get you get to see this trio. I did. Yeah. Yeah, and they clash. That's yeah. They do clash, yeah. and that's uh, we're seeing that trio in episode nine made me want to rewrite episode seven. That was one of the first things for me. I was like, I want to see this trio because oh my god, we were robbed of having this trio be I know, the new yeah. trio. Yeah, great charismatic actors as well to lead yeah, the franchise. Yeah. But I could see, a, I could see us yeah. maybe but cutting Poe, maybe putting someone else in the place. Yeah, maybe even putting like Kylo Ren, Ben Solo in yeah, place right. of that. We've talked yeah. about that yeah. before. As Honestly, well. I feel like killing off Poe in Episode Seven. If I didn't have to like massively change the sequels, that would be the change I would make. Yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. And then have Finn take on the role as Hero of the Resistance. I like it, and mainly because I want to target the trio thing for a sec. The main trios in Star Wars doesn't exist. It exists. It's not a real thing. It it's exists a in the OG thing. trilogy for sure. I see what you Do- mean by it, like changing. Right. But like, what does does it exist in the OG trilogy? Luke Han and Leia is an iconic. Yeah, Chewbacca's always there. Meh. Fuck you. Chewie's right. always <laughs> see, there. He's just the guy. He's fourth the, guy. the 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 trio thing came from press tours. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. yeah. In because in the prequel trilogy, right? Like there is no tri- there is no trio. You've yeah. got four character four main characters. Kind of in, in number four. Well, you got in, in, in Phantom Menace, that is. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, you, you know, well, Qui Gon has the most screen time, then Anakin, mm. Obi Wan, Padme. Yeah. Jar Jar's also I'm, there. I'm thinking, you know, Obi Wan, Padme, and Anakin. Those yeah. Are like the, the yeah. Who three. are a trio for the third act of Attack of the Clones. Only. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. And then right it's at the end un- of no, Revenge of the Sith. It yeah. sucks, doesn't it? But like, yeah. it's not really. But, but there's so something like, about the way they do it where it, it feels very yeah. core to the story is yeah. that those three characters and their stories and how they intertwine with each other. They're definitely all connected. Yeah. It does feel like they know each other. Yeah. So, yeah, but they don't always have to spend all that much time together. No, I do like the idea of three heroes, but the three heroes that I'm mm. working with at the moment are not Ray, Finn, and Poe. Yeah, it's uh, well, you'll we'll wait for the we'll wait for two to weeks out. until what Mello's cooking up. Yeah. I've got very strong suspicions as to who the other th- part of the trio is. Yeah, all right, I already told you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Snoke, Babu, Freak, and uh, and and Claude, yeah, the homophobic slug. So we have. My next one, the yeah. Guavian Death Gang and Kanja Club. Those guys <laughs> tell that to Kanja Club. 
Bad names. Bad designs. Oh. Cut, 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 cut. Fuck off. I fucking hate I fucking hate both of them so much. I hate that whole scene. I hate the Rathtars. Let's cut the, the, cut the Rathtars. Cut well. the Rathtars. Yeah. Cut that whole bit out of the scene. Damn, I didn't know we were doing like broad strokes, like full entire groups. <laughs> Did you remember that they existed? Because like that's why I hate them I so much. I completely forgot about that. Exactly. No, that's great. Yep, cut that easily. Cut. Um, Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Unless we want to talk about those stupid fucking things. <laughs> I, my one note. The red masks that yeah, the cool. Wavian Death Games have, I fucking hate it so much. It reminds me of the fucking... The fucking circle dudes from Naruto, but like much worse. Oh, you hate them. You don't like them. I don't like those. They were, they came from, uh, like many like character designs did. They came from concept art design for Kylo Ren. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. They remind me very distinctly of the random, uh, dudes from Guardians 1. The, the necro dudes, they were like running around and like Drax Drax calls them paper people. Yep. They just don't have faces. They don't have faces. They've got like these weird helmet things on. Reminds me of that. Uh, get rid of them. That's fair. Okay. So potentially in some other capacity uh jana from episode nine once again uh so it's it's another stormtrooper who's turned against the first yeah order. yeah now yeah, that's um, and she teaches finn finn's, how to ride a horse finn's new yeah. love interest right yeah uh, yeah uh, kind of not really, really. and okay. then at the end she like meets lando and th- that's also really weird. one of the weirdest fucking scenes in any of this movies where like lando looks at her and he's like hey you want to find out something well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where, where are you where are you from what's your story i don't know Want to find out? It's fucking weird. And it's, and it's, it's and fucking it's, weird. It's weird because people interpret it as one of two things. It's, it's like, okay, so this is Lando's daughter, or they're they're gonna have relations. It was like very charged in Jesus. some way, yeah. and I didn't yeah. like it at all. Yeah. True to Lando. Very true to Lando. <laughs> yeah. So just the idea of like, so I think something we've had in mind perhaps is that the over the, like the, the 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 big arc for Finn is that he is able to like lead this like uprising of first order drones you know like to mm. able to turn you said on, drones on, you mean just like soldiers. when i mean soldiers yeah, yeah drones. Uh, first order so able to turn them on mass against them. yeah pretty much some big speech or some big uh, mm. inspiring and moment actions and um yeah, that yeah. is get broadcast to the entire army and in that moment they see the truth and they turn yeah. and it's set up and it's done in a way that's satisfying yeah. we'll figure that shit and out and so later. if he needs another person on the inside then a, a character like jenna can help him that see that's capacity. why i didn't yeah. uh, put jenna on the list i was like yeah. ah i see her fitting a purpose yeah. and i see her as she is in the story yeah. working better and just being put in earlier on or something yeah, like that. So, so I wasn't a, keen on cutting out. In a kind of like here and there category. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, well, I'm, I'm just thinking because I, I feel like it's either this character or Hux, but I would probably cut Phasma as well. Mm. Like we've discussed extensively what like her problems were in the sequel trilogy on in the last episode, but she kind of is just there. She's treated as a joke and then dies. Yeah. Which seems to be a recurring theme with a lot of the villains, I've noticed. And that's like one thing. I know this gets levied a lot as a criticism against the sequels, but I do agree with it. And it's the fact that the First Order is usually treated as a joke. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. It mm. makes for zero stakes a yeah, lot of the time. Yeah, Because they always treat the organization as this big threat, but anytime you actually interact with a person from it, they're always like... Inept. Used as com- yeah, yeah, inept. Yeah. Comic relief. You don't really see that with the um, the Empire in the original trilogy. They really do feel like a presence. Yeah, like they feel like figures of authority. Yes, and there and is danger. There is like actual exactly. Yeah, yeah. and threat. I think that like Grand Moff Tarkin really. I think if you compare him to any of the first order officers, that's like the biggest contrast. It's worlds ever. away. Yeah, exactly. And Tarkin Take the final uh, segment of Last Jedi where they're doing the big chase through space. Mm. There's not really any sense of danger because they've been so comedic through the whole movie. Exactly, like the first order yeah. has been so funny and not a threat that when they yeah, try to make yeah. it a threat, it doesn't really work either. Exactly. Sorry, yeah. continue your other point. Yeah, and I and another like criticism always levied is, you know, the first order they're always very quick to be annoyed and angry yeah. at things. And like I mean, I don't want to levy that against like the whole first order rally because I think it's important to show like the comparisons between like Nazi Germany and the use of rage and anger. But then when it's like scenes like the opening in the Last Jedi where Hux is just so annoyed, mm. like a schoolchild, really, it just undermines the threat. My turn. That one guy that says it's salt. Cut. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I got caught with that. <laughs> so, th- so you mean the guy in the trench who's sitting next to Gareth Edwards, director of Rogue One? That's right. Yeah, that guy. The Those guy guys. Salt. Oh, the Cut. best reaction gift. Oh man, it is pretty funny. I just thought it'd be funny to say yeah. I want to cut that because it's a silly moment, but it is a very funny reaction gift. Yeah, but like, how will we know that it's not just Hoff? Then? Yeah, yeah. no, you're right though, because you know all of the red on Hoff could be confusing. Yeah, I think, and and also maybe I love crate. I think it's an incredibly cool design. The idea of like a crystal yeah. salt. Planet. I like salt planets. Yeah. Salt planets, cool. Yeah, we'll come back to that. But one did later. they do enough yeah. to distinguish visually in terms of you, you come in from it from space? It's a big white ball. It's not yeah. white and red. 
Yeah, you know? I think you could change that up a bit. Yeah, and also the um, just the the same fight. They did the same style of fight. There it was like a big siege kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, as a big main bad who uses the force, Palpatine. Yeah, cutting Palpatine. Ah, uh, yeah. In that capacity that we see him in nine against you know so many problems it was introduced really late and then it was without much explanation. But you know we've spoken before about the idea of mm, do you bring back. Palpatine in some capacity is it just his influence which let's is... dive into this a little yeah. bit let's dive into the Palpatine stuff so we, our perspective has been for a while in the prequels he was the big bad he was yep. the big bad evil guy in the original trilogy he was the big bad evil guy Vader was his knight yeah we would send out to the actual stuff. Vader was the face but, but he was, still he was behind the manipulating right? yeah he was still the big bad evil guy and I've been trying to convince you and Sandra for the longest time that he should be the big bad evil guy for the sequel trilogy as well because it's just it's the one through line that will be consistent for all nine movies in what capacity is the big contentious point? Mm. And we've talked about clone Palpatine. We've talked about resurrecting Palpatine somehow. Yep. Somehow Palpatine will return. Who knows? The thing I keep pushing for is is influence. Because, you know, let's yeah. look at real world big evil bad guys. Their influence yeah. is still felt far yeah, beyond legacy. their death. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. The legacy is sometimes just as dangerous as right. the, yeah, exactly. the thing itself. And like, God, like now all the stuff I'm hearing like with anti-Semitism, like really on the rise. Yeah. And like people are really looking back like with, ride on dictators and stuff yeah in full seriousness like, like the influence of hitler and mussolini and all exactly people, yeah. is still very much profoundly felt in our day-to-day lives i and agree yeah. day-to-day lives a bit strong but yeah. in our world and like politically and mussolini's yeah. descendant is leading a right-wing party in yeah. Italy. It's yeah crazy. there's like so many right-wing parties that are popping up all over europe yeah. and stuff it's yeah. insane yeah. but yeah it's like i know when you guys brought up the whole like palpatine clones i initially I was skeptical but i don't push back on it because i'm very interested to see where you guys take that with the rewrites my biggest criticism against the sequels is just bringing back Palpatine. I think there should be a different big bad evil guy. Yeah, I mean, like they should have just gone with the through line of really focusing on Kylo. Actually, that was I was going to ask you earlier because you've you in your notes you've cut Hux and Phasma and yeah, Snow. Yeah, I pretty much cut the whole first. Order, you but see Kylo Ren that's... being that big bad evil. Yes. Person. So um, I guess just to give more context about the characters I'm cutting, a lot of them are interchangeable. So it's not like yeah, oh, it doesn't gonna, have to be. Like, yeah, all I'm not three. saying like cut all these, cut the entire, just cut the trilogy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, my point is I think Kylo Ren really should be the through point, the antagonist. You know, you see him rise to be the big bad. And then they have to um, kill him? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I have a lot of like thoughts on where the sequels could go there, and I'll probably do it in my treatment. Yeah. One of the ideas I've had for a long time. But yeah, I think Kylo should be the focus. But my problem with Palpatine as well is, and you guys may disagree with it, because it's a criticism that comes up a lot. It's the fact I think it does undermine Vader's redemption a lot. Okay. Yeah. That's an, another thing we've talked about a lot yeah. as well, is the Vader's redemption. How he kills Palpatine, throws him down the well. Yeah, exactly. And that is his redemption. That's how he comes Yeah, back. yeah. And it is it is uh, very important that Palpatine dies as a part of that. Yes, I agree. Mm. Deep stuff. We've come back to this so many yeah, times. Yeah. It's one of those, I think, like big foundational like plot points that is really... How you interpret it very much will define how you believe the sequels should go. Yeah, and how the next part of that story should unfold. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing as well. I feel like a lot of these plot points, even though I'm like contentious towards them, I think any of them could be executed well. But yeah, it's just how it's executed currently in canon. I I don't like it. You don't like it? Yeah. Well, Palpatine I thought it was well done. I love the sequels. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You convinced <laughs> yeah, that's, me. That's yeah. why we're doing this. Show. That's why we all because yeah. we all think that the sequels were well executed. Yeah, yeah. I thought they were they great. Good. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. No. Awesome. So yeah. my next my next two characters I've gotten like packaged them together is Admiral Pride and Captain Kennedy they're not exactly bad characters oh yeah but I feel like they don't necessarily fit what's in my mind for the First Order anymore mm. they are very like like you said earlier comical characters they're way over the yeah. top they are exaggerated they're ridiculous and they serve this really interesting point of like a I'm a military guy bop, bop, bop. and yeah. then they die or they do something really like intense Admiral Pride is fun in Rise of Skywalker but he's like a good character in a in a sea of nothing you know? mm. big thing to appease all the nerds Allegiant General Pride yes oh I thought yeah. it was Admiral Pride yeah well Thank no you, see no. that no that's a, that sounds real Admiral Pride sounds real <laughs> as so opposed to Allegiant General yeah what the fuck is that yeah so Allegiant so. General Pride and Captain Kennedy Captain Kennedy's the guy who has the dreadnought in The Last Jedi yeah he that's just that guy. dies nobly on the bridge and he's like his performance in that he gets five minutes of screen time and he rocks it yeah because he's like he's there reacting to you know this movie woke up and from the get-go decided to kick the shit out of hawks yeah and he gets thrown and he's just like anyway um back yeah. to business it's wild it's he's a wild character but i think both of those i'm happy yeah to cut. that's fine yeah i haven't even done the due diligence of learning this character's name because who gives a shit uh the one that mary pippin plays uh in rise of skywalker yeah, yeah. mary pippin from lord of the rings everyone calls him what's his name from lost I don't. Why oh, are you calling him Mary Pippin? Those are two different characters. Mary Pippin. Sorry, Mary. Yeah. You're Mary, the Lord Mary, of the Rings yeah. guy. Damn. 
Can what we restart this bit? He's got okay. all the books up We're going to relearn this. We're going to restart this We're restarting. This bit. We're, restarting this you're, bit. you're being incriminated for this. Dominic Monaghan. Dominic Monaghan. Mary. Mary. From Mary, Mary Pippen. Is Dominic Monaghan? Yeah, Dominic, yeah, Dominic Monaghan. I'm thinking of Cameron Monaghan yeah. from the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, my bad. Yeah. Dominic Monaghan. Mary from Lord of the Rings. There you go. He's in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> you're, cu- you're cutting this bit. I am absolutely not cutting this. <laughs> I will review bomb this episode <laughs> into okay. the ground. So you want to cut uh, Dominic Monaghan? Yeah, because well, like, what the fuck's he doing? He's just there. No per- he's he's this like he's learned and well learned in all of this Sith lore. Yeah. Uh, and then you know the infamous line, uh, somehow Palpatine return is said, and then he's just like Sith groaning or w- w- oh. dark look. Secrets only the Sith knew. Oh my oh, god, he does have that line. That's the just, hot, That's the one-two punch of yeah. that horrible in like exchange in the start of the movie. Mm. Yeah. And um, then and it also ties yeah. back to my earlier thing of J.J. Abrams' friends because it was probably one of his friends from Lost. <laughs> Anyway, no, just him. Yep, cut him. Cut him. No point. Cut! Yeah, yeah. So that was about the extent of my list, at least. Um, yeah. Like, now thinking about... I feel like, honestly, most of the minor characters could probably be cut. But at this point, I feel like if I cut more characters, it's pretty much just say, saying, like, hey, we can cut all the characters. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think the ones I've suggested are ones who I feel like do kind of just feel weak in the story. And if you remove them and slightly change things, it would just be a better story. Yeah, I agree. Okay, two more. Yep. I'll do my first one. Go, no, go both in one. Oh, do both in one? Yeah. No, I want to do separate. I'm going to okay. do my uh, second last one is the Codebreaker. No explanation oh, needed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cut. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, who cares? Fuck that guy. Yeah. Um, the first Codebreaker, by the way, not the not DJ. The first Codebreaker. The guy with the white suit and the red, palm blue. The red, palm, yeah, like, never gets a name, does he? Codebreaker. Yeah. Codebreaker. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah, and that was also that, that was another cameo. Oh, that guy. God, yeah, yeah. That, that's the um. They go the there. They out, find right? the codebreaker and yeah. they get faked out and they have yeah, to talk yeah. to DJ instead, who somehow has the same set of skills. Yeah, the master Fuck code all breaker. of that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. he was yeah. another cameo. With some, yeah. some, some, some anyway. dude. Yeah. Um, no, because what I've got next is a whole slew of characters in this section. I call minor characters. We're keeping mostly the same. Okay. But amending yeah. slightly. Okay. Before you get to that, yeah. I will actually do my last. Yeah, do your last one, which is C three PO. That's right. Again. C-3PO. I know we're not going to cut I him, agree. but C-3PO sucks, and I wish he didn't have to be in the rewrite. Like, That's he sucks my opinion. in general? I have never liked C-3PO. Really? The only time he has any value to me is when he serves as a bouncing board for R2 to slam dunk fucking good <laughs> jokes in the movies. That's it. That's yeah. the only time I like him. I mean, he's also like... People find Han really funny in Empire, that's and that's it. just him he's yelling the, at 3PO. He's the, literally the bouncing board so that other people can be funnier. Mm. I, mm. Oh, it's so annoying. It doesn't help that he hasn't been... This is why... Like, when An- he tries to be funny, it sucks. Anthony Daniels was so keen for Rise of Skywalker because it was the first time in 40 years that C-3PO had importance in the story. <laughs> since since A New Hope. C-3PO oh, has oh, not yeah. mattered since A New Hope. I would desperately mm. love to keep that tradition alive by making C-3PO worthless in oh, my rewrite. Oh, I haven't God. even put him in my treatment yeah. because I Okay. Well, that's okay. But, but the droids are the protagonists. What do you mean? The protagonist isn't that like whole George Lucas's whole thing about like a new hope is that the droids are actually the protagonists. I mean, they are. Yeah. I mean, if you want to be silly about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, George Lucas. He's a silly man. Okay. Minor characters we're keeping mostly the same. Go for it. Take it. Take us away, Mello. Babu Frick. Yeah. Mm, beautiful. Yep. Babu Frick's beautiful in boy. it. We'll find a way. Uh, Lieutenant Connix, played by Billy Lord, uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter. Dude, Billy Lord was one of the ones I was like, should we cut? No. Nah, She's nah, cool. Nah. Keep keep Billy Lord. Keep Connix. Um, yep. We'll find a way. Uh, Ankar Plot. Yep. In. He's in my got treatment. It. I already got, got it. Got to have him. Law Santeca. In. Love Law Santeca. Sure. Uh, and then I had, like, Snap Wexley in most opposed, like, <laughs> pilot people. Cut, cut, cut. We'll find a way. Okay. Uh, here's a real, here's a good one. Sidon Ithano. What the fuck Sid- is that? Sidon Ithano. He is a member of the Crimson Corsair. He's the guy with the red helmet, the really oh, cool yeah. looking red helmet in Force Awakens. I thought about cutting yeah. him, but I was like, no, nah, that's a cool design. No, no, yeah. He is literally this trilogy's Boba Fett. Literally, because yeah. Because yeah. he's just there in the background. They try to make Phasma mm. the Boba Fett. But he doesn't really come back or do anything no. involving no. the story. No. But he could be a Boba Fett. Yeah. He could be. He's part of this whole gang. And like, I think it's like... Who, like who, Robin Hood? Space Robin yeah, Hood? Yeah, pre- pretty much. And I think it's like, like I want to say like Kix. Like the last surviving clone who was frozen in Carbonite gets unfrozen by them. Yeah. They fa- find him and he becomes part of this gang. That's wild. And yeah, they're really so cool. cool. And, and he can be... This character that's there sometimes. Mm. They're nice. Yeah, because he's good. I've got a cool character design. Um, okay, so guys, there's actually a m- big character that we've all skipped over. Who is it? Little known person called Vice Admiral Holdo. <gasps> I actually probably should have put her on my list. <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually I was thinking about Holdo, and I mean I do not like the character of Holdo. I yeah. love Laura Dern. She's yeah, amazing. Yeah, but... great. And the reason I didn't put her on the list is because she kind of is like the main plot device for Poe's arc and stuff like that in the Last Jedi, and as much as I don't like The Last Jedi, if you cut her, I feel like that does kind of fuck up the whole structure mm. of that movie. But the big question for me is, why is it not 
Leia. Why wouldn't Leia just do that? Sure. Why wouldn't Leia just serve that narrative space? Yeah. Yeah. You know? And if you're going to get someone older to do a sacrificial thing that's cool, I think yeah. everyone has thrown the idea out of Akbar. Admiral fucking Akbar yeah. should yeah. be doing yeah. the Holder maneuver. Yeah, because then imagine if he's, you know, like, so, like, he face, turns to face first order. Like, let's keep this whole bit the same just for the sake of this joke. And then, like, he somehow is on comms with the first order and he's like, it's a trap, bitch. And then he... <laughs> That he does it. And that's his final <laughs> yeah, words. Yeah. It's a trap, bitch. Yeah. And then he traps them. <laughs> he traps Very them. True. After 20 years, he finally yeah. Yeah. redeems himself. Oh my God. That's the end of my list. That's the end of your yeah, list? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's brilliant because that brings us pretty much to the end of the show. Really? Yeah. yeah I well. think so. No, actually, we're, <laughs> we've well, got 20 minutes we've to go. Did, um, <laughs> did you know there is a character from Clone Wars in the uh, sequels? Dengar? 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 Yeah. yeah. Dengar? In the sequels, according to one of the like visual dictionaries that they put out, he evolves into this character called Rothgard Dang. And if you can put a photo up, Mr. Editor, I'll try. Um, you'll find it. I'll show you guys after the podcast. He's this like deformed gray dude in like a mechanic body. And apparently it is Dengar. So I'll show you. It's That's horrifying. Right. The weirdest Dengar shit I've ever who, heard. In, he, he always operates in the circles of like uh, groups of bounty hunters. Yeah. He's always in a, in a team of bounty hunters doing missions. And he's always the he's shit got, uh, one. Dependency yeah. issues. Yeah. <laughs> he's useless. He's, yeah. Uh, and yeah, apparently the whole thing about his character is <laughs> over the 30 years after the um the original trilogy he kept getting injured and replacing all his parts so he looks like this deformed husk it's genuinely horrifying to look at mm. and he's in Masconata's castle i believe well there you go no he's in episode 9 oh okay yeah, okay sorry well that was about 40 to 50 minutes i'm not exactly sure uh yeah. of us just axing characters we and deciding to... the characters that we want to cut out yeah i think now we can just talk about you know well, you don't well, we don't need to we don't need to pander it. but we can yeah. just go into greater depth about you know, what about characters that we're changing greatly? That's you know, I include characters that. we're changing greatly. That's a good. That's a good point. Currently, we are changing Hux greatly. We're not cutting Hux really. I mean, maybe the name. Either way, we. I guess it is a completely different character in a sense, and we just want to keep Donald Gleason in the story mm. as a, as an actor. Well, here's um, what we can do. Yeah, we can yeah. Do, maybe just do like a bit of a roundup of all the characters that we are keeping, but we want to change drastically, which yeah. is most of them. Yeah, and that's like a good way to like have a bit of progression with the with the audience. So yeah, with Hux, we'll start with Hux. Um, we've you know early on decided that we like he should be a senator, maybe not even have a military rank and be representing a planet, but is very much aligned with whatever the negative belief is in the Senate and you know like uh, demilitarization. Yeah, he's in stark opposition to Leia. That's yeah, that's he's in stark opposition to Leia in terms of uh, politics and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and I mean that is one thing. I feel really is missing from the sequels and I know they intentionally avoided it because of the prequels but it's just the politics you know the world building yeah and it's because they averted from it so much that the world just feels so flat and shallow it feels yeah empty and yeah. shallow without without substance and I think that also comes into play in terms of just like the worlds we see this is where we get fun exploration yeah. for you know we just axed all of these minor background characters no one cares about let's introduce a whole slew of new minor ones. background characters that no one cares about still yeah that we don't spend time on but are present in a world that feels lived in. All right, who's next on our characters? Well, see, I want to keep Phasma. I just want to change Phasma and make Phasma. Phasma we talked about in the last episode. We were keen on having her as like this boot camp kind of the guy from Avatar 2 Way yeah, of Water. General. Yeah, yeah. Like a general kind of character. First time voicing my actual, because I wasn't on that uh, episode, voicing my thoughts on that. Uh, yeah, cool. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were yeah, that film. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm usually like, I've struggled a great deal with in terms of like having a villain who is the villain. You know, it's like, that's why that's the big thing I've had with Ben Solo is just like, I can't have him be this person who's tied to people who we care about and then just have him be a villain with at face value and not have any humanity to him because that's just very hard to write. But Phasma, totally. Phasma is better as a character who is just fucking evil. Yeah. It doesn't get a redemption. mm, She has to die. What was the plan? Comes from, was formerly part of the Empire, wants to see it continued. So this is where we got to because it was me, Sandra and Cole and we all sat there and we're like, "Uh, so none of us know anything about her backstory. So we're just going to ignore it and move on. It hurt hurt me greatly. And he listened to this and I knew he would. He's like, I know her backstory. It's so cool. (laughs) Hit us with it. Okay. Uh, No, so Phasma grew up on this this, uh, backwater planet that was like ravaged by nuclear war i remember that bit yeah uh and it's like you know, the cities were all great and futuristic basically she lives in like like mad max world and mm. she was part of she was like part of a tribal culture which they didn't live to very lived into their 20s and so she was one of the leaders along with her her brother but uh it was all like you know survival of the fittest she crippled her brother and then brendel hucks and a bunch of first order troopers crash land there and then they like help them 
get back to mm. their shit and you know like all of her friends die along the way and then she eventually does like kill the last one and she just goes off with them and Brendel Hux's ship is Palpatine's old Naboo starfighter and the chrome armor that Phasma has is made from that fighter that's wild her armor is made from yeah big old blaster bolt proof armor it would be oh, heavy cool. as fuck yeah. it's actually kind of stupid and impractical and there's <laughs> no way she could wear it yeah, yeah. anyway Phasma that's cool, yeah. That's, That's some interesting cool. stuff. Yeah. And yeah, so we want to see her as like a boot camp general boots on the ground kind yeah. of lady. Yeah. Um, and she's just hard as nails and beats the shit yeah. out of people. And uh, I, I know a few times now you guys have said that Phasma also has done horrific things in her like backstory as well, which I don't know about. Is that stuff, like, stuff like this, it's, 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 you know, it's just, it's killing. It's just, yeah. it's just so she brutal killed, fucking murder. Uh, Brendel Hux so that uh, Armitage Hux could take over. Yeah, you yeah, she, she, and, she and, and Junior Hux uh, paired up to kill Daddy Hux. So the general Hux we see in the movies was like the reason he's such yeah. a young general is because he you know you know conspired Usurped, with yeah yeah Captain see that's Hathor. cool that's yeah. stuff I want to see it is really interesting it's like everyone in the first order that we see in the film is like you've got three leaders and they're all like thirty and then the Snoke mm. you know like <laughs> yeah. they're all young we're gonna talk about Ben. So yep. we want to see him start as a Jedi apprentice yes. and then become evil and maybe get redeemed or maybe not. That's kind of where we're at yeah. with Ben right now. One thing I'm really struggling with is timelines. Ah, uh, like make how old like, he is, where they start. Old, yeah. yeah, because here's the thing. He can be whatever age and the turn can happen whenever because turns happen whenever. But it's just like, you know, if it happens when he's younger, if it happens in his early 20s, it feels like this bit of coming of age you know, mm. finding your way in the world thing. Mm. And happen- if it happens at 30, is it like a like a pre-midlife crisis? Yeah. That's why I hate that he's like 26 or some shit yeah. in uh, Force Awakens. It's just it's such a weird age to pick. I don't get it. Ray, we've changed? got a bunch yeah. of ideas mm. on. Uh, none of them have really settled down properly yet. So we're just going to leave that one and move That'll on. That'll be one to wait until the treatments. But um, yeah. I'm exploring the idea of selfishness mm. and overcoming selfishness as being her key arc in the first one, in, in Seven. Because we have spoken about the idea of, you know, what if... And 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 in in the context of like it's something I've really gotten into because it's like think about her life and Jakku and just the upbringing. It's like yeah, she would have had to care about herself and only herself to survive. And so that's what I'm running with. At the Similarly, moment. I've gone a, I've gone in a slightly different direction. Mine's more like dealing with fear and insecurity mm. uh, and trauma. Is kind yeah. of what I'm diving into with Ray. Just because yeah. um yeah, that's just kind of where I landed with it. So I'm gonna yeah. go that route and we'll see what we come to when we do the treatment yeah. reads. Yeah. Very very yeah, keen yeah. to see it. Finn, I think, will eventually end up where we find him in Seven. He'll eventually end up there, but we, you know, we want to see Seven explore the. He's got to overcome all of this program. Yeah, he starts yeah. programmed as a First Order trooper. He's hardcore on their beliefs and ideology. Yeah. And then over Episode Seven, we see him get radicalized out of it. Yeah. And yes. learns to think for himself and escape that that ideological thinking. Yeah. yeah. That's his. That's his journey. And honestly, that's the most interesting part about his character. That's what people wanted to see. Know, that's what people were interested a about. Former stormtrooper. He's a former trooper, Former stormtrooper. And on the poster, he has the blue lightsaber. So people are like, "Oh my yeah. god, he goes from stormtrooper to Jedi." Jedi? Yeah. yeah. I. You know, just because of what we saw in the sequels and what his character could be, and then we also have Rey, who her journey is to become a Force user, mm. I'm keen to not go that direction with Finn and have him become more of, like, a general, like, Leia or Han yeah. in the original cool, trilogy. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there's always yeah. potential to go back on it that. It is tricky. And if not just for the, like, the, the cool element of it, what if he just learned to use a lightsaber anyway, you know? <laughs> he can learn. Well, it's not that hard. See, I'm an old law purist. Uh, when it comes to lightsabers should be weightless. Right. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah. yeah, I think they should be. And so it's like, yeah. you need the force to be able to, you yeah, know, you've yeah, got this energy blade of pure properly. power if, yeah. you, if you, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, yeah. now apparently they're like really heavy in law. Yeah, like, rebels and Mandalorian yeah. want to change that. Yeah. I'm like, no, so. it should be weightless. Yeah. Luke. Luke. Should not be a uh, destroyed, like emotionally destroyed recluse living yeah. on the mm. first Jedi planet. We want him to start as a Jedi master who is teaching a new generation of younglings. That's where he starts. Yeah. And then yeah. his journey from there is pretty much defined by Ben's journey because he's yeah. a secondary character to Ben. He'll have his own arc and it'll it'll be because of what Ben and then in 8 and potentially 9 what Ray does. Yes. So it's good. That's what you want out of a secondary character. Yeah. Uh, Han. Still many questions around Han. Han, I think mm. we've all settled on. He's like a very much a side character. Yeah. Will be, yeah. You know, auxiliary to the plot. Yeah, yeah. And he'll at, be around. And at what point do you give Harrison Ford what he wants and kill him off? Yeah, <laughs> finally fucking kill see, him, um, put this, him out of his misery. See, that's a conversation I've had a lot with my friend Sol, who's doing his prequel. He actually he's doing a whole saga right now. Oh, it's expanded, has it? Oh my god, yeah, yeah, brilliant! It's really he does so much writing. So right. yeah. maybe one day I'll get him to well cook you guys up and yeah, be, that'd like, be the fun, special yeah. Sol special. But um, one thing we always talk about, and I think this is like a thing that comes up a lot because it was intended. We think Han should die in episode six. And so you're starting your rewrite with episode six? Uh, I probably won't, but um, I think one thing... <laughs> yeah, you go back and retroactively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm going to do a whole saga rewrite as well. I'm yeah. going to write my own thing. <laughs> yeah. 
do uh, Rebel Moon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, Han's arc in 6, it kind of kind of just become like that's the film he's the most boring in and it feels like he was meant to die and i think he was and then they changed it for like marketing reasons um mm. to do toys and all something that. like I'm that just, i know yeah, harrison ford famously it. is like yeah i yeah, should have like i should have died, died. died yeah, a long time ago that. <laughs> yeah. but also in the um, in the movies too yeah, yeah. oh you're talking about star wars <laughs> <laughs> um, that's something you would say yeah <laughs> yeah but um see like that's why it feels so weird because episode seven almost seems like it's trying to correct episode six but you know i do like that han is there in the sequels and he had a child. I feel like one of the interesting things about Kylo so early on is we actually do see this really heartfelt story about how he fell out with his father. Mm. And you really get that. And it provides the catalyst for him, like, really deciding to be a Sith at the end. But, uh, yeah, I don't know what I would do with Han, though. Mm. Yeah, that's something we've, I think we've got to do a little bit yeah. more digging on. But Leia, we've talked a lot about she's going to be a senator working in the New yeah. Republic to, and then also kind of surreptitiously keeping eyes on the First Order. Yeah, but Leia, we don't have to change much she doesn't really need to change much she is a warrior first and a politician second yeah yeah um she's i feel like in my mind she's one of those people who struggles in peacetime because she's always seeing threats she's kind of like yeah she was like born out of war really yeah Yeah. like she grew up in the imperialist regime yeah that paranoia would never her planet was destroyed and then she spent years fighting against uh the empire and then finally ushering in peace and now she's like yeah, i yeah. have to have peace in myself now yeah the peace has and that's you know very difficult yeah. historically yeah, yeah yeah uh lando we're making a politician that just seems side character to Leia, so obvious politician. yeah um, and I think that's pretty much everyone important to the story. R2 is going to be there. We're not going to just... He'll be a politician. Side, he'll too. be there, you know. A uh, little teaser. i got some fun stuff for R2. You got some ah. fun stuff for R2? I kill C-3PO. <laughs> You're going to get R2 to kill, kill C-3PO? C-3PO. Yeah, they, yeah, they fight to the death on Mustafar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if Chewie's there, Chewie's there for a reason as well. Oh, and Chewie. Chewie's yeah. there. I'm going to give Chewie some purpose. I don't yeah. want Chewie to just be I... tagged along to Han. I do. Yeah, and... His, yeah. He's got a family and nah, things I, Not in my mind. He's just Han's friend. That's it. <laughs> That's the only purpose. That's sad. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have Chewie be at the forefront and Han tagged along to his shit. And the adventures of currently, no update on Finn Poe shipping. We've no, we haven't mm. decided or settled on anything yet. That's nothing that we can do in seven. That would be too quick. Disney I think it doesn't us. exist in seven. We can say that for most of us right yeah. now. If they, if those two characters both exist in seven and they have chemistry, that's for sure. Yeah. You, know, you know what? Maybe we could have like a little tease of like haters to lovers kind of thing. Yeah. Because that all works. So my well. rewrite is so just Brokeback Mountain. It's just Brokeback yeah, Mountain. It's just Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. That sounds fantastic, Carl. Yeah. I fantastic. Fantastic. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Guys, you can't spoil my episode seven retitling. Yeah. <laughs> that was episode seven. Fantastic. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. What are we going to do for titles? I've got a title. Yeah. You've got a title? Yeah. I like The Force Awakens. I doubt I'll have a different title for my treatment uh, in two weeks' time. I doubt mm. I will. My treatment. Combine them all. I'll tell you. I won't tell you the idea. You're big on titles. Yeah, I love titles. My title is what I've renamed The First Order. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's about the new threat, what the new enemy is. And uh, yeah. you'll find that out later. What, Very it, what I've actually renamed it. Very exciting. Yeah. yeah, I think that's pretty much all we can do. There's your recap and what we are going to change with yeah. characters. We've also gone through every character we decide we want to cut or axe from our story. But I think that's pretty mm. much going to be all that we can talk about this week. And next week, we'll have a different episode. You can catch us every Friday on Spotify, YouTube, everywhere you listen to podcasts or watch them. Very soon, also, Ahsoka is coming out, and we're going to be reacting and reviewing that. So that'll be me and Mello on the couch Hell here. Yeah doing those videos so look forward to that as well like us on everything follow us on everything give us five stars on spotify please please i love those stars they make me happy and help me sleep at night but apart from that thank you so much for watching and listening however you consume the show and until next time may the force be with you